Welcome to the Teachers Podcast in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone, welcome to Series 3, Episode 1 of the Teachers Podcast. So it's so good to be back after quite a long time off. Um, We're actually back on audio and this year we're back on YouTube as well with video format as well. So most schools follow the national curriculum. But the question is, is the curriculum accessible for all children? And does it set children up for their future when the education system ends? So my guest today, Karen McGuigan, she believes that the mass curriculum is designed so that children leave school with a maths GCSE. But there are children sitting out there, sitting both in mainstream and in special educational settings as well, who, if we're completely honest, are unlikely to be able to pass that GCSE and tackle that curriculum. So Karen is the founder of The Maths Mum, where she offers support to parents to help their children grow confident and passionate about maths. And through this, she's developed what she calls the Maths for Life programme, and that's, it's a differentiated approach to teaching maths to those pupils with additional learning needs for whom the, the national maths curriculum is just not attainable. So as the name Maths for Life obviously suggests, this programme is designed to give children those mathematical skills that they will need throughout their lives. So Karen is a self-confessed maths geek because somebody's got to be, haven't they? And as a result of that, She has such a passion for maths that she's now poured into helping children leave school with the maths-based life skills that they will need to be successful in their futures. So Karen has got such an inspiring personal story and the events that have happened in her life have led her to really understand how to break down the curriculum in a way that most of us don't really think about. Let's get to the interview. Karen, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. Thank you so much, Claire, for inviting me. So this is really exciting because we've talked to each other on the phone or on Clubhouse for quite a while now. Um, But finally, I can see the maths mum in person, sort of, not really, over the internet. (laughs) I do exist. Yes, yes. Um, But honestly, I love the work you're doing and I really want to highlight it and talk about it today. Um, So maths for life then you know, tell all the teachers who have never heard about it, what is it? Okay. So, um, the maths curriculum, as it's set up at the moment, the national curriculum, is all geared towards achieving a GCSE in maths. Um, That is what the structure is. That's what it uh, breaks down as. Um, But there is a group of students with additional learning needs who sit in mainstream and in special schools um, who are unlikely to be able to pass a GCSE or indeed even tackle GCSE curriculum. So the Maths for Life is a parallel uh, programme of work that gears children, students towards achieving the maths for life that they need. So it it breaks down all the objectives that you actually need to tackle for life and it gives a path, an alternative curriculum that allows them to follow with always something to aim at at the end. 
Um, it is designed for children with additional learning needs um, who may sit largely within mainstream schools and probably be at the, the lower end of the, um, the spectrum, as well as actually some children within the special needs community who are maybe in a special school but a high achiever. Uh, but that's what it is. It's a complete package where it started. It's not ending yet because extra levels are being added as uh, children are asking for them. But at the moment, there is a foundations level one and level two published that takes you from birth. So Maths for Life starts at birth. Um, and it really does, does break things down to a really small incremental step changes that children and students with additional learning needs need. So things that are in the national curriculum that may take one line of description may actually be broken down into 15, 20 different subsets um, that are achievable in those little, little steps for children with additional needs. Hopefully that sums it up. Yeah, it does. Can you give us an example of um, these maybe five subsets and how they increment? Absolutely. Um, so one of the things I love to describe is the line in the curriculum that says count to 10. Um, mm -hmm. Because every teacher who was ever worked in an early years or indeed reception year one will know that count to 10 is not as straightforward as count to 10. And also they'll have faced the parents coming in with their lovely new starters at the new academic year saying my child can count to 10. And then at the first parents evening uh, you say to the, the parent we're, we're working on counting to 10 and they say oh but they can. And it's that you know, difference between rote counting to 10 and actually truly understanding what counting to 10 actually means. So it would be broken down into things like um, conservation of number, one-to-one -one correspondence, stable order, all of those subsets broken down and described in detail. But also within those, there'll be maybe a, a five to 10 point um, how do you actually go about building this up? Where where do you start? Where do you go to? How do you add little aspects on to improve, uh, to know that you're constantly doing the next step? So something like that is broken down. Um, I actually, in the book one, counting to 10 is broken up into 15 chunks and each of those have got subsets within them. So that's just an example of where you can take one line in the curriculum, but really expand it to adapt and, and actually focus on those with additional learning needs. Super, thank you. And, you know, tell me why that this is so important to you. Um, it's really important to me because um, one, of the, one of the things that really, I, I'm passionate about maths, Full stop. Um, but I, I don't want children to leave school not armed with the maths they need for life. And I think that happens. Um, there is an alternative path to GCSE called functional skills, but it tends to happen after you fail at a GCSE. The path tends to be, well, once you fail at a GCSE, you could do the, the adult-focused functional skills and maths which seems ludicrous that you have to go through this entire schooling to fail at something to be able to offer up an alternative. So I'm passionate that there are children within the mainstream and special school environment that are never going to be on the GCSE track, but they deserve to be on a track that gives them the maths they need to survive in life and to focus on it. So why it's so important to me is I think it is much better for a child to leave formal education with the ability to do all the basics in maths 
really well and independently than it is to have pockets of knowledge across a broad spectrum of maths, but never really understanding any of it. Um, you know, one example might be uh, an example where I've come across where a 15-year-old boy can work out the missing angles of a triangle, missing angles round a triangle, round a point, but yet doesn't know the days of the week in order. For me, it's kind of what is a life skill? And people may not associate days of the week with math, but it is actually part of the math curriculum. So it's about understanding. And, you know, the reason why I'm so passionate about it is because those children deserve to be set up for life, to be able to live independently, to be able to uh, work at a basic job. So we should be doing the math skills that are deeply important to them rather than doing a whole spectrum where they get bits of everything, but nothing really solidifies. So that's where the passion comes from. I'm passionate about the fact that children leave formal education with what they need for life. Thank you. And and tell us tell us a little bit about your personal story. You know, where where has this idea been born from? Um, so uh, you introduced me as the maths mum. So several years ago, um, when my eldest son started school, um, I realised that maths looked very different when they started talking about words I had no idea. So given that I'm a complete maths geek, I decided to buy myself the national curriculum, study up so I could talk to him and help him. So I find out all about number bonds and what they meant. Uh, but I took it one stage further and set up a business called the Maths, uh, uh, the maths Mum, actually helping parents to help the children. So I coached parents and did courses. Uh, but it was when my second son, who uh, is Lance, he has got Down syndrome, when he started school, mainstream school, I realised that the national curriculum maths was not going to work for him. So I was working with the school, differentiating the work, looking at the learning skills profile of children with special needs and how we could uh, break it down and, um, you know, put something in place for him. And in, in truth, it was during lockdown, the first lockdown, when I was putting videos of me doing maths with Lance into social media, when uh, parents started contacting me going, you know what you're doing, please help us, we're not getting anything. Um, and so with, um, I was going to say a gentle push, but there wasn't a gentle push, there was quite a severe shove from some parents I've been working with to basically say, Karen, you really need to get this all written down because it's not fair that only a handful of us are benefiting from you. And that's what I did. So I, in lockdown, while educating my three boys, managing the household, trying not to go spare, I put down all my knowledge into what was the Maths for Life, the first book. Um, and it's just taken, you know, it's, it's been adapted by parents and it's now starting to be adapted into school. So I'm really passionate because these children deserve a path and um, Lance deserves a path I'm going to do it for Lance so I may as well do it for other children as well and um, what I love is an Australian educator I spoke to on Clubhouse uh, said you've flipped the system I said what do you mean by that and she said you've written something for a small group of children with special needs and they're right it was based on uh, children with Down syndrome and the learning set but she said, because I flipped the system, I've written it for children with special needs, it is appropriate for all children. So any child that struggles with maths, it would be appropriate for, because if it works for children with additional needs, it will work for all children. So I love that idea of saying, you know, rather than um, that lovely word, differentiate something that's already written to map, you know, into 
the actual what is needed for that child. I've written it for that child. So it is differentiated. It is differentiated from the mainstream curriculum, but it's actually specifically written for them with them in mind. Um, so, yeah, my passion comes from there. That's my story is I'm doing it for Lance. I will do it for everyone in this community with the Down syndrome community support as well. It's been fantastic, but it will work for other children. So it's not exclusively just for children with Down syndrome. And what I love about it is like, you know, I reflect on my time as a teacher and, you know, I remember being in the year four class and, and having children in the class. So I found hard to, to cater for because I didn't have the experience and what you're doing is breaking that down into a lot of knowledge that, that takes a long time to really focus on and accumulate um, because in some ways as a teacher, sometimes it can feel like you're, you're trying to teach two lessons sometimes. And I think the fact that you've gone away and, and you've broken it down so in so much detail is just super helpful. I'd have found that just super helpful. It's quite interesting. When I first released the book, I had an audience um, of about 20 in a focus group who were the first to read it. And the teachers who read it basically came back and said, I needed this. This was a scaffold I needed. And I was like, I know, sorry, I hadn't written it 10 years ago when you absolutely needed it. Um, but these all behind me are math books. Um, I am not going to lie. I am a complete geek, but I have this ability to take something and disseminate it into really basic understanding. So some of the books, you know, spend chapters describing stuff, and I'll be able to do it in two paragraphs and make it clear. And that's, I suppose, the experience from the maths mum side of it in relating to parents and being able to make it understood. Um, but one of the other aspects of the maths for life from a teacher perspective is I'm an advocate of inclusion, but inclusion means that the child being included in class has to have something to do independently, has to be able to work on their own. And therefore, the resources that I make are actually designed for children. They're age neutral, so it doesn't matter how old their child or student is, um, but they're accessible to them without having to modify anything. Uh, they take aspects that we know that can really affect a child's ability. Uh, so even the characters, the way they're written, how I name the characters, um, where they don't give a barrier to entry in attempting questions. They're really open. Um, so it, it allows a child to be included within a class environment by differentiating at their level, but also provi by providing resources that the child can actually do independently. And that's the feedback that I'm getting from children, students, uh, is they love doing the work because they can do it on their own. And that's something that, you know, it's really important. That idea of independence is extremely important for children, especially as they get older. Um, you know, children with additional needs, uh, they have the needs of their peers. When they hit the teenage years, they want that level of independence. They want to show that they can do things. And what's lovely is that they're, you know, using these tools and techniques and resources, they're able to demonstrate what they know. I love that. Thank you so much. Right. Okay. So if you're a teacher now and you're listening, um, what, what tips would you give to them? What could they try out in this next week? That's not going to cost a lot of money. That's not going to take a lot of time that could transform just a small element of the teaching this week. 
So if a teacher is listening to this and has got a child in their class that's working well below the national curriculum level, um, then I would suggest you go to the Maths for Life website and look at the baseline resources. So it's a baseline assessment, but it's it's not truly like assessing against a, a grade point average or anything like that. It's just actually a set of resources where you can actually put them in front of a child. They're free to download. I think the foundations has got about 50 sheets in it the level one and level two of 70 to 75. Um, but you can take them, free to download, print them, and actually give them to the student in your class and see whether they enjoy doing them. Um, it's always interesting because um, what what children, because it, because it uses this idea of the hierarchy of independence, it also asks the person who's working with the child to think about how much help they're giving them. So sometimes we find out that the child independently knows less than we think they do uh, because they're scaffolded, because most children um, have will have teaching assistance or learning skills assistance. So this, you know, the, it's a, it's, it gives a flavour. So there's that, there's that, there's the baseline um, resources. Um, you can also just look at the website and point it in the direction of the Senko because Senkos love the Maths for Life because it does it all for them. You know, if you want to save time, that's what I'm here for. I've done it. Um, you know, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. It exists. And um, the other thing that they can do is uh, drop me a message because I normally offer up free 20 minute Zoom lessons so I can show you exactly what it's about. I can show you behind the scenes of the resource library. Um, there is a I detail frequently asked questions on my website. So, you know, if you've got any questions as to whether this is suitable, what it's about, how much it will cost, it's all very transparent and on the website. Okay. So say um, say a teacher um, is teaching a specific topic this week. Say, say they're teaching, hmm, I don't want to do counting to 10 because we've already done that already. I'm just thinking, okay, we're in year three, we're going back, we're doing place value. Um what kind of things would you suggest that they try um, if they've got a child who's who's really not getting it? How how can they get down to the really tiny detailed steps that that you talk about? So when it comes to the math for life and the hierarchy in which it's taught, everything is breadth and it based on the foundations. So the kind of the rule of thumb is you don't advance on to the next level until they've got the foundation solidified. So one of the biggest things I say is, uh, especially maybe in that year two, year three, when they're starting to look at the times tables and um, you, my question is always, can they do adding and subtracting up to 20 independently as a framed question? And if the answer is no, it's like, why would you move on to multiplication? Because actually the foundation isn't there. And what you end up doing is you add on extra levels of complexity um, that is based on a foundation that's a bit wobbly, which tends to happen. And although children with, uh, certainly children with uh, learning difficulties, they can mask what they know. So they're able to follow methodology. So I have got some fantastic examples of children who can recite times tables. But they've done that in the same way as using memory. They don't really understand exactly what they're doing. So the maths for life is based on true understanding. Uh, so if you don't have true understanding at one of the foundations building blocks, then we don't move to the next level. So the idea of the maths for life is it's independent of time. It is based on a staged approach, which is achieving. Um, so, for instance, place value comes in in level two. So if you're 
at level two, if you're working at that level, then place value is introduced. But at place value is introduced at the right time when they've got all the building blocks to tackle it and they've got the understanding already in place. If you put it in too early, it doesn't mean anything. Um, so it's the hierarchy that I've built is very much firmly built on, you know, you get the building blocks once they're in place. You need those two to move to the next level. Excellent. We can go for that. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay on one level. Some of the children work out of level in different areas. But one of the aspects in the book that uh, teachers love is it says at every objective level, it says, what do I need to know before I do this? Because that's the prior learning. And obviously that's key in certain cases that you can't do this until you have this solidified. Yep. Does that make sense? So if you've got a year three, it will be a case of, well, actually, can they do all of this? If they can do all of this, then look at place value and break it down. And when it comes to tackling things like that, I break it down with through the eyes of children with uh, learning difficulties and saying, um, what can we use that we know that they're good at? And um, I create resources like that. So I've just I know I've just done the you picked a good topic because I've literally just done a set of place value um, resources where I've made a video as well. Um, so and there's some of that that's specifically designed through that, that the eyes of children with Down syndrome. OK, super. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's so helpful. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I mean, you've already talked about it already, but tell us, you know, What's the exact name of your book and where can we find your website? So there are two current books uh, published, which is book one, Maths for Life, book one. It covers foundations and level one. Um, and it's the textbook. Am I allowed to show it? <laughs> Look yeah. handy on my shelf. So this is what it looks like. It's a textbook. It's writable and scrollable on. Um, there are records of progress in it to keep progress. And there's also a set of example questions at the back of it, which, you know, these are these are the types of resources that you get in the resource library. And book two, which is level two. OK, so that is the next step up um, and it will be sequenced. Um, Level three and level four should be published at some point in the next academic year. Um, but at the moment, there are only a couple of children that I'm working with or students that I'm working with who are pushing up to that level. Um, so you can find everything on the Maths for Life website, mathsforlife.com. Um, and you can subscribe to the resource library and forum through that route as well. And contact me at learn at mathsforlife.com. Super, right, thank you so much. And we'll make sure that your social media handles um, are, are on the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been great to catch up with you. It's been lovely to get the opportunity to talk about it. Um, you know, the Maths for Life has a goal in mind and um, Lance is only in year five. So I have pretty much got the next 10 to 15 years ahead of me focused on differentiating uh, his work. So I may as well benefit or, as I said, everyone else may as well benefit from it. Um, but hopefully, you know, I, I spoke to you privately about this, but, you know, I have a goal to have a parallel curriculum, you know, a set of standard, whether it's a math for life or something else. But there has to be some alternative for children who are not on track for a math GCSE because it seems wrong to let them fail first before we're given an opportunity to do something else so we need to redress that and um, obviously when Boris wants to give me a call I'm all ears or indeed Gavin maybe Gavin mm, maybe Boris maybe someone else <laughs> but I would love to be able to influence that if they get in touch with me first I'll let them know 
Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll Thanks take you so along much. with me. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Karen. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.